stick to your guns, so to say. Right. That that would be my biggest piece of advice is just to to do what you want to do, trust your instinct, and try it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Don't let okay. don't let too many people try to talk you out of it, or mm-hmm. you just do what you think is best. Right. Conviction. You know, you you got all these people sort of telling you what what they think you should right. do. Everybody wants to sell you something and. Awesome. So thanks so much for coming on today, Natalie. I know we've been going back and forth a little bit. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. For anyone who has not had the pleasure of meeting you, tell us a little bit about yourself and the centers you work with. My name is Natalie Offill. I work with three different centers in Owensboro, Kentucky and Henderson, Kentucky now. I have grown up in the business. Two of the centers are owned by my my father, which is how I got into the industry. My husband and I recently bought our own location, our third location last. So oh, very we, exciting. Yes. So we did a, a big remodel on that third location and mm. have business since February. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm. So were you working in the other centers like the whole time or is this like your first jump back into the family business? No, I've been involved in the centers from several aspects, pretty much my whole life. I worked in them as a teenager, started out doing the league secretary job, Brady process. Oh, yeah. That's not an easy job. No, actually, I started that when I was 13. So that was my first job in the center. Uh, As a child, my, my mom was involved too. She used to go out on calls for merchant leads, what we called them back in the 90s around all the businesses and you know drummed up business so i was a tag along for so Mm -hmm. really been involved in pretty much all of it you know went went away for a few years went off to school and did a few things and then came Mm -hmm. back business in 2007 okay so i've Mm -hmm. been managing those two centers since then and then like i said we opened the third center this winter Mm -hmm. very cool so now what made you, I guess, decide to jump in and have your own center? So like it was time or you guys wanted to expand or tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Well, it was just kind of an interesting opportunity that arose. The center that we bought was owned by a family that we knew. Actually, their daughter was working for us in one of our current locations. She was a mm. college student and she had, you know, moved 30 minutes away to go to school in our town. And um, mm. anyways, her father unfortunately ended up passing away and mm. they had to sell the center so it just kind of organically was right yeah right, right. Mm-hmm. we hadn't really gone looking for it but it happened and it um, it was a little dated yeah <laughs> it hadn't had a whole lot done to it it opened in 1960 wow. a lot, yeah a lot of original things in there so we wow. did a, a really big remodel not only to the facility itself but the bowling aspect mm-hmm. Well, we, we upgraded to string pin setters. Oh, very cool. I put in new scoring, did synthetic overlays, you know, all of that. And then, you know, the actual shell of the building too needed a lot of work. We mm. knocked out walls and brightened it up, repainted new flooring, mm. new kitchen, a lot, a lot of stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. So like a total overhaul, basically. Yes. Yeah. 
That's very cool. So you went with string. What, tell me a little bit about that. Cause that's uh, controversial in some circles. How was that? And are, how's the decision been so far? Well, it's been good so far. They really have functioned really well. They've had very few problems. Um, mm-hmm. The things I was really set on from the beginning in our two centers that we had previously, they have just regular Brunswick A2 pin setters mm-hmm. in them. And I have felt for quite a few years now, like that's the biggest problem that we're going to hit in the future, mm-hmm. of those pin setters because right. there are so few trained mechanics. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's definitely a shortage of experience there and not to mention major rise in cost of parts. Right. And then the cost of labor too, since you have full-time mechanic on duty pretty much every hour that you're open and right. then preventive maintenance that goes in to mm-hmm. the office. So yeah. it, it, that was one of the things that I, I really wanted to try in this new location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not to mention the city too. Yes. And I can tell from my electric bill, since two of our centers are approximately the exact same square footage, their mm. number of lanes, similar square footage on the front end and our electric bill is half. Really? Half? So that's wow. an interesting improvement. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're going to get some calls from some of the AMF guys or whoever else is doing the strings for, to talk about that. That's, 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 that's a big difference. Did you go with the edge or who did you go with? Yeah, they're the Cubica edge, edge yeah, string. Those are really nice. They they are. They're actually so pretty themselves. You mm-hmm. kind of be in the back of the house because they they're they're fancy looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Over at the expo, you can walk around back and look at them, and it's pretty nice. And it's like not like that crazy amount of moving parts. It's pretty simple. They are really very simple, and they you know I don't have a whole lot of time in on them yet like I said we've only been open since February so I can't can't speak to longevity but they have been relatively drama free Mm -hmm. and as someone that has grown up in the bowling center business I really appreciate that (laughs) yeah absolutely so speaking of which what are was there anything like going from working you know with your parents and their centers to having your own that you were not expecting or something that popped up or is it pretty much business as usual from day one Pretty much business as usual. I, I feel like mm. I had an idea of what to yeah. expect. You know, there have been some differences. This is in a different market. So, you know, kind of had to get into that community and meet some of the former bowlers. That was sort mm. of an issue. It was getting some of right. the, the previous league bowlers to try out the strings, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're not sanctioned, so we don't have any sanctioned leagues, but we were mm. able to five different casual leagues mm-hmm. right now and they've gone over pretty well actually mm-hmm. the seniors league bowling which i think it's a pretty big sell for seniors to be trying out something right that's a good yeah. point so progressive mm-hmm. so anyways they're bowling on it and they're they're having a good time they that's like awesome the fewer you know the bowling experience is better there are fewer breakdowns right um, mm-hmm. not reasons to have to move lanes so there's mm-hmm. a lot there yeah yeah that, that's really exciting and i think you're onto something anyway is that i mean at least from the people i've talked to there's definitely less of the sanctioned leagues and more of those like kind of social leagues like you're talking about usually a little bit shorter and more you know not as quite as competitive so 
it seems like that would work really well for the, the stream machines. It, it does. And, you know, we would like to get some of the more competitive business eventually too, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, this was just an unusual situation. The center that we bought had been closed down for almost two years. It closed mm -hmm. during the COVID shutdown and then the owner passed away and it didn't reopen. So by the yeah. time people were already not bowling, so it's not like coming yeah. into an existing right. Room. Hey, we're gonna put in strings next week. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That helps a lot. So right. It was easier yeah. to start Right. Yeah, they're probably just thankful to be able to bowl. They are in the center. It looks a lot better than it did when they were coming there. Right. Yeah. So they're appreciative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got strings you were saying you have today and maybe some of the non-sanctioned social leagues. What else is working for you guys? You know, you're a couple of what about eight months in, what are some of the other things that are, are working for you at the center? I mean, honestly, we're doing a lot of things that we just have kind of always done. You know, we're mm -hmm. doing, it's in a small, a smaller community. So for a traditional experience, you know, we're just doing, you know, office parties and birthday parties and yeah. all those mm -hmm. things you would find in a traditional center. So mm -hmm. um, something that we are doing that's different than our other centers is we have a, a better kitchen with an expanded food service. So that's a first nice. yeah. thing that we're trying. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we're also getting ready to reopen the bar aspect in this new, we've had bar sales, but we remodeled the bar area and we actually, we're trying something really interesting. We left eight of the original lanes with those pin setters. Okay. So it's a 24 lane house. We put strings on 16 and then the other eight we left with the traditional pin setters. Mm, okay. Uh, well, actually seven now because you can't, the, the kickbacks don't fit next to each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, lose, you lose a lane. So. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Learn something every day. We lost, we put our new strings on lanes nine through 24, which have become one through 16. And then yeah. we lost lane eight, okay. which we ended up naming our bar area, the lost lane. Oh, I like that. I like lane. that. <laughs> yeah, lanes one through seven have become A through G. Okay. And we we actually pulled out all the scoring and everything down there and are just offering it as an extension of the bar for parties and things. Keep mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Not like the old school. Yes. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And like it's actually getting ready to reopen in November. So we'll see okay. what happens. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, yeah, I'd be curious to hear if people, how people like that. Cause I know there's still centers out there, not many, but still people who do that. And it's kind of like a, you know, old timey experience kind of thing. Right. So we're mm -hmm. definitely going here, you know, this will be a fun thing, you know, come out with your friends and, you know, drink some beer, drink some bourbon, mm -hmm. have some food. Right. This, this is not for your competitive bowler. This is right. for fun. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try this new thing and see how it goes. And That's we've really got cool. You know, I got a pool table in there and just going for a real nostalgic feel down there. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that's really smart. I mean, that's where I, I think most centers are seeing a pretty good wave this year and, you know, just kind of an upward trend. And I think that kind of retro theme is is one of the driving factors. Just people like that. There's just not many things like that you can do today. They don't. And, you know, it's really interesting in bowling centers because people aren't necessarily looking for, you know, a real sterile feel they they like them to be personal mm -hmm. they don't 
they want them to be updated and clean and nice, but they also want them to have that hometown. Yeah, the character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and they really people tend to become attached to a particular house. It seems like so. You know, they get used to having their. Well, you know, my kid had their birthday party there. I believe mm -hmm. there. Well, you know, they're very attached to their specific place and right. They, but not too much change. Right. Just yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to do it slowly. Yeah. No, that that's really cool. And I, I like that you guys are going bigger on on the food offering because that seems to be a trend too, where people want like a real meal, not just like you know soft drinks and a pretzel. They want like an an actual quality meal at the when they're bowling. I've seen. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're keeping sort of, you know, typical things that you would expect, nothing too fancy, but really mm -hmm. good, quality, you know, cooked fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, so then I guess, and you said the bar hasn't started yet, or you're still doing some things at the bar, but the bar area is not open. Part of the bar has been open, but we haven't opened our retro lanes or our pool table yet. We're getting ready to open those mm -hmm. in November. So, it's, cool. you know, you can go down there and get a drink, mm -hmm. but it hasn't mm -hmm. had the extra entertainment aspect added yet. Right. Okay. So what would you say right now is your biggest challenge at, at your center? Prop, well, you know, most people would say staffing. And yes. we've actually been really lucky with, with staff to an extent. Mm -hmm. I'm lacking in, I, I actually break them down into two categories. I know a lot of people have, you know, hourly workers and managers, but I basically mm -hmm. have all adults and kids. Yeah, right. High school kids. <laughs> college kids and I have a lot of those but I'm lacking in the adult I see mm -hmm. you know assistant managers and things like that so right. that's that is what we really have struggled with since we've mm -hmm. opened that aspect but you know we do have a lot of younger people working for us and you know that is good in some ways they're outgoing and enthusiastic and happy mm -hmm. to be there's limitations to what they can do sure yeah and their experience, their life experience. Yeah, right. you need that when dealing with customers. So right, yeah. So what's been what's worked well for you for having some of the younger people? Because I've you know some people find that they can make it work. Some people are just like, oh, these kids are just on their phone and they don't do any work. So what are some things that you've done that to be able to get them to get a good staff with that? I think the key with the younger kids is just keeping them. You have to keep them engaged. You can't yeah. leave them. They can be independent, but you have to find ways to keep them working together and working with you. You, I talk to, you know, we have three different locations and I talk mm -hmm. to my staff in those three locations multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. Every single person, I know what's going on with them. I mm -hmm. just try to stay engaged with them. Yeah. And then, you know, you can't be too rigid either. If they want to have Friday night off to go to homecoming, well, mm -hmm. you find a way to let them have right to go yeah. on. so <laughs> exactly. you, you it's a give and take you know you mm -hmm. you've got them and they're willing to work for a little bit less money <laughs> but <laughs> right. you to be able to give them the time off that they need as well sure yeah so it's it's always sort of a matter of just finding that line and staying right on that tightrope mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's really I, I like that you say that about like engaging them because you're right. If you can like, keep them in tension and make almost like make it a little bit fun or like some kind of like 
I guess like you said, engagement, then you, you get a little more attention then. Yes. And, you know, I've encouraged all of them to join a league. They, mm. That's a really effective thing. Get them actually interested in bowling. Yeah, that's a good idea. Smart. That's an easy thing too for you to offer as a perk, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, okay, but you... you yeah, can... <laughs> right. right. Exactly. That's really cool. And then, so do, do they do like their own leagues or what kind of league do you have them join? Well, actually they all, most of them now are involved in an existing league, which is great. Although we, we did try an employee league over the summer and that was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. We haven't kept it going. There's just been a lot going on. Yeah. Gearing up for winter season and everything, right. but they, they've all pretty much found a league that they like and it, it's in, watch them get competitive. Right. Yeah. Oh, to get good. Yeah. yeah. So mm. that's, that's really good. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. I like that. Right. Cool. So I'd, I'd imagine then also with the, you know, having them engaged, you probably have a pretty good retention rate too, since you're sta- talking to them. I find that that's another big piece of it for staffing. It is. Everybody wants to feel like they belong somewhere and mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time in your job. And, you know, even if you have a high school kid that's working for you, 15 hours a week. Well, you know, if they're in school, a large portion of that, and then they're giving up three or four weeknights or a weekday mm-hmm. after, you know, they, they want to feel like they enjoyed their time there. Right. They, they can't just be going to work. They, you know, they need to have another reason to be there and, you mm-hmm. know, have become friends with the other, the other team members, you know, they all get along. That's important too, is making sure yeah. that only can they do whatever job you're asking them to do, but do they fit as part of the rest of the team? Yeah. It's like a culture fit. It, it is. It's a whole mm-hmm. culture. So yeah. That's yeah. the best thing that you can do for a retention, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is a company culture that they're proud to be a part of and enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something that you do intentionally to create that culture or is that something that just kind of happens because of, you know, the principles you guys live by or how, how does that come about? Well, I mean, I'm not sure that we went out trying to create that. It's just kind of happened. Um, mm-hmm. We are a family business, so it, that was already sort of our, our culture. You know, we pretty tight knit group. So as we've gotten a little bit bigger, that's just spilled over into the, the mm-hmm. newest generation. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of push now to keep things personal and local and, and all that. And it really yeah. does work. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that plays right into your hands. It's, it's a good thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good point you make about the, the culture. Cause you know, like the people who have problems with staffing, usually the first thing I, I look into when I talk to them is what's their retention, because it doesn't matter how many new candidates you get in the door. If you can't keep them for more than a month or so, then fix that problem first. That's the real issue. Oh, and that's just terrible because you spend so much time. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks someone that's, that's your time that you're investing mm-hmm. in them. Right. So mm-hmm. the better, the better job you can do getting your culture you know, into a happy team environment, the easier it's mm-hmm. going to be. Right. Yeah. You get, you get a higher output, right. You know, people are happy. They want to do the best for, for the, the company versus someone who's disengaged. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to jump to the, the next one is um, the future. So 
Where do you see things going in the next, you know, two, three years or so for the, the bowling industry? Oh, goodness. Well, hopefully onwards and upwards. So, yeah, I feel like the last few years, and especially since COVID, things have been pretty good for bowling centers, you know, despite all of the gaming and, you know, mm -hmm. options that there are for people to stay home and not leave their house. It right, in home. Mm -hmm. Entertainment, right? It seems like people are really still loving bowling centers because of the, you know, it provides an easy way to socialize. It's something right. most people of any physical capability can participate in, mm -hmm. it, you know. It's inside, you're free from worrying about the weather. So, you know, I hope that just continues. Mm. Um, we also have been experiencing sort of an increase in bowling in the sport itself, just because of high schools adding. And that's been kind of a nice grassroots thing. It's improved our youth bowling leagues. Um, mm. It's, I think, brought us in a lot of new families just because you know, they may not have been thinking about bowling before, but all of a sudden their kids on the bowling team and, right. oh, they realize, hey, you know, I might come here for my, you know, girls night out and sit in the bar. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Drinks or, you know, it's just brought in, it's brought in different kinds of business that you wouldn't expect just for mm -hmm. bowling. Yeah. And, that, and that's something that you started? It went to the school or they just happened to have a team or how does that get kicked off? We started it several years ago. We have in, in our town, we have four different high schools and they, we had some parents that were really interested mm. and started. So mm. it, okay. it involved us actually meeting with the athletic directors at the schools to explain to them, you know, how, how it would work logistically since it's right. something that's not happening at the school, like for right. football they've got to use our facility so it just took having a few conversations with them about getting the kids there and you know timing and all that sort of thing to to make the program happen but mm. it's been a positive thing and it seems like it's getting bigger in different parts of the country and it yeah absolutely it was in high school so right yeah me neither <laughs> but yeah you're <laughs> right I, I have heard that from a couple different places that high school bowling is on the rise yes Yes, it seems like you're seeing bowling in a lot of national, you know, advertisements, you know, you're flipping right. and see people at the bowling center, you know, mm -hmm. part of, I don't know, it's just, it, it seems like it's more in the public eye than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a, like a trend or like a wave that they're riding, it seems, you know. Definitely, and we're like we've been improving our image for ourselves. You know, you're not mm. that old smoky place that your dad and grandpa went. Right. Yeah. Um, I, was, I call it the big Lebowski. Right. So I feel like <laughs> as a whole has made a real effort mm. to turn that image around yes. and you're actively participating. People are seeing you as a family destination and not, right. not that skeezy, dark, right. smoky place. Exactly. Yeah. Like more of the, the family entertainment center. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely, it, yeah, it definitely is a better connotation with it. Yeah. And yeah. the bowling alley is less of a pejorative now, it seems. Yes. Most people are saying bowling center right. or family entertainment center, mm. whatever. Right. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to <laughs> call it. Bowling. Right. Okay. Well, the, the only other thing I wanted to ask you is actually it'd be very prudent or relevant for you is 
you know, say you have a new first time proprietor, what would be your top piece of advice to them? You know, you just went through it and you've grown up with it, just went through it yourself. What would be your top piece of advice to that new proprietor? Oh my, that's a really hard one. <laughs> uh, oh, I, it's hard to say. Speaking from my personal experience, what I just went through is, you know, and, and I have experience in the industry, but I think trusting your instinct, even if it is a new field to you, um, mm -hmm. You know, you try something new and you want to, you want to try new things and kind of branch out. But if something sounds like it's just too good to be true, it probably is. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely try new things, but also trust what you know as mm -hmm. well. Don't be afraid to stick to your guns, so to say. Right. That, that would be my biggest piece of advice is just to, to do what you want to do. Trust your instinct and try it wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Don't let, right. don't let too many people try to talk you out of it or mm -hmm. you just do what you think is best. Right. Conviction. You, know, you've got all these people sort of telling you what, what they think you should right. do. He wants to sell you something and obviously influence you, but ultimately it's, you know, your money invested and right. So right. you've got to be able to live with what you decide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like was, that. A lot of, I, I actually just had this discussion yesterday. My phone popped up with a, a memory from a year ago. Mm -hmm. when we, and I said, I am so glad all of the decisions that were made right. how overwhelming it was. And yeah. I'm out of that stage. <laughs> I could imagine. Right. Mm -hmm. Good yeah. to be honest and, mm -hmm. you know, doing more of the fine tuning instead of oh, are we going to put in strings and how many lanes are we going to put them in on and what version of scoring should we get? And mm -hmm. do I need two fryers or four? It just was overwhelming. So yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Just the decision fatigue. Yes. That, <laughs> I like that term I'm going to use. <laughs> yeah. Decision fatigue. It's tough. Yeah. Just, you know, so many out there and you're trying to do the best for each one and you don't know, you know? Right. You don't know until you try it. So you've got to just mm, make, make right. your best decision and then just kind of run with it because you can overthink it years if you want to. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not Some very point. productive. Right. right. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. And I, I like that you go with conviction is the, the top piece of advice because especially for someone at first time, you know, there's a lot of that uncertainty. Is it going to work out? So you're saying trust your gut. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I want to respect your time, Natalie. I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. You know, if anyone wants to reach out to learn more about uh, Diamond Lanes, what, what's the best way to get in touch with you? They can email me. They can message us on Facebook or anything. Sure. Yeah, yeah no, I, I appreciate that. Like I said, this is, you know, goes out to other proprietors out there to learn the lessons of what's working for, for others. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us today. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me. I certainly don't know everything, but I just keep at it every day. <laughs> That's right. A little bit better each day. That's what I'm going for. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye.